Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, and with me is number 41 on the field, but number one in your heart, Chargers <laughs> fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, how are we doing today, my man? We're doing absolutely marvelous, Fernando. I really appreciate the great and warm welcome to the show. Love being on the show with you. Love that we got something cooking. And man, I'm just so excited because I couldn't wait to talk to you. Tell me what breaking news we have with the Chargers because you know me. I'm a fan. I played the game. I love the game. Now I'm a fan of the Chargers. Tell me something. Give me something juicy. What big moves are the Chargers making? You're my insider. You're my crack fix. You're my, you're my, you're my, uh, I don't know if I want to say crack, uh, but yeah, you're my, you're, you're my high, baby. Help me out here. Let me know the Chargers are going to make moves because I see a lot of things happening. Where's the Chargers? You know what, Lorenzo? It's kind of like when you used to watch the Looney Tunes and it was Wiley Coyote uh, chasing around the the Roadrunner, <laughs> and you're kind of and there's uh, what's it what's that thing called that uh, that just swirls around and just um, <laughs> I, I can't remember what it's called right tumbleweed. It's just tumbleweed right now with the Chargers a little quiet on the Chargers front. Um, but I mean, that's usually the way they like to play this kind of stuff. I mean, the Patriots started off on fire. They started off signing, uh, I think they signed all four of their free agents are Drew Rosenhaus representation guys. So obviously uh, they got started pretty quickly. Uh, the Chiefs right now, breaking news is that they signed uh, Joe Tooney, uh, left guard from the New England Patriots, five years, $80 million. So, I mean, it, there's a lot of money being thrown around in this first, uh, what is it, th- four or five hours of free agency. So, hey. Buckle in, Charger fans, and relax, cause, uh, cause we got we got some things. They got some things cooking up. I'm sure they're not gonna go quietly when it comes to free agency. But hey, Lorenzo, do you feel like there might be free agent bets that could be out there? Absolutely, man. I like that nice transition. <laughs> they can go on bet. They can go on bet online. That's right, and they can pick, man. Where's where is Cal Hushek going? Well, you know what? That one's already off the board. Back as a Niner, highest paid fullback. Whereas, you know, what's going to happen in free agency with Trevor, with, with Hunter Henry, you know, the tight end for the Chargers? Yep. I think you could. Why don't they just go to bet online? Why don't you tell the people what they can do and tell them what they get, Fernando? Lorenzo, in Indianapolis right now, all the teams that are going to participate in the NCAA tournament are there. They're ready. You can bet. Uh, you can go. You can bet on who do you think is going to win. I mean, I I always get bracket busted in the first weekend, so I don't even make it past the first weekend. But hey, th- you can go to betonline.ag. They have everything you can imagine. They even have awards, TV shows. The Grammys were last night. Uh, reality TV. They got everything. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino for you gamblers out there. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Like I mentioned, Lorenzo, March Madness is upon us. It's on the horizon. Why not go and bet and put a bet on uh, at betonline.ag? Yeah, why not? And uh, I think there's a – isn't it crazy that you see Alabama, how they're always competing for the national championship as far as in football? Yep. But this year, 
maybe Alabama in the national title. What do you what say you? Can you imagine if they end up uh if they end up going two for two and they end up getting I think they're the second seed. So Alabama's one of those teams that, hey, I mean, they're already a powerhouse in football. Why not let's let's try and get it in basketball? And there's there's been some good players that have come out of Alabama uh the last few years so in basketball so it's going to be really interesting to see but Lorenzo I'm interested in a name that you just mentioned Kyle Juszczyk fullback the San Francisco 49ers he got paid I believe he's the highest that's that money that's that money that's that that's that money (laughs) uh he just got paid he's the highest paid fullback now in NFL history Lorenzo I got two questions for you one as a former fullback how excited are you for Juszczyk and two, do you think you can put those pads on again and, and maybe maybe give the Chargers two or three more seasons? You got you got any you got any juice in those legs let's, left? Let's start with the latter part. You know what? I got slim to none and none has left the building. But let me tell you right now, yeah, I got 27 million reasons why the big fella could get in shape. Hell, I'm looking at Mike Tyson after he's in his 50s. He's coming out of retirement. You saw him and Roy Jones. Man, why not low Neil? Hey, freaking looking. Your boy Brady playing 43 years old. Hey, man, maybe I need to come out because they're giving that money away. No, I, I, I was looking at that, and I, I did a couple push-ups and, you know, ran down the end of the street and said, uh, you know what, get your fat butt, butt, get your fat butt back on the couch. You better leave this thing alone. But, no, I'm happy for Cal Huschek to answer your first question. Uh, well-deserved. Pullback, well-deserved. He's a good person. He's a good man. He's a friend of mine. He and I, we have conversations about the fullback position. Love what this guy's been able to do, and it's great. John Lynch, who I played with in Tampa Bay, John Lynch, who I played with All-Star Games, John Lynch, he understands the importance of a fullback. I'm glad that he's a GM, and I'm glad that he gave Cal Huschek the money that he deserved. Lorenzo, I feel like if I had to watch you versus John Lynch, it's like Godzilla facing <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Like You guys would just be like two uh, unbreakable forces going up against each other. Can you do you remember? Do you remember? I mean, he was on the Broncos at one point. You were on the Chargers. I mean, do you absolutely, remember? Absolutely, absolutely. Me and you got John any fun? A, you got any fun John Lynch stories? Oh, John Lynch, Jesse Chapman. So we played the Raiders and we were beating them, blowing them out. And <laughs> I was on the Chargers, and Jesse Chapman was the running back. And I it was like three minutes left in the game. We're up by three touchdowns, and I tell Cam Cameron, hey. Give me the ball. I want to, I'm going to take it to the house. Let me get – and he's like, throw me a bone. I get the ball. Boom. I come through the hole, and I, I turn sideways. Bam, a guy ear holds me, and he flattens me. I'm like doing it out of my feet. I'm like – I lay down. I'm like, Ugh. I said, that would hurt. And um, and I remember um, James came out. James at the time, James, who was the head trainer of the Chargers, no longer there, and James Collins. Now, um, And he goes – how are you okay? How you how you feeling? I said, man, I said, you know what? I hit him with that Jerry Maguire. I said, I'm okay, but how's the crowd taking it? <laughs> you know, and I get up and, I, and, and the guys are laughing and then Jesse Chapman's laughing at me and having all this, oh, you got knocked out. The world's greatest. They got you. I said, what? I said, the same thing that'll make you laugh or make you cry. Yeah. So next week we're playing against the Broncos. Jesse Chapman gets the ball and he makes a cut, makes a guy miss, gets to the outside and cuts inside. And, and Lynch is on a safety blitz. He hits Jesse Chapman. Do you remember when Mike Tyson gets knocked out by Buster Douglas and he's searching yes, for I his do. mouthpiece on the ground and yep. he's looking for his mouthpiece? Jesse Chapman 
He's on the ground searching for his mouthpiece. His helmet flips off. His mouthpiece is in his mouth. So his helmet is still hanging, right? Because his, yeah. he doesn't know he's biting down on his mouthpiece. He's feeling around trying to find his mouthpiece. He was wow. knocked out. You got to, if you get a chance, Google John Lynch's big hits and pull up Jesse Chapman. It is legendary. So to answer your question, I love watching John Lynch play. I love playing against him. I love playing with him. We played together in Tampa. We played on all-star teams together. But yes, John and I, we had a many of battles where we, uh, Head, head, we had to go head to head like two battling rams. But uh, if you want to see a big time knockout, watch what he did to Jesse Chapman, and that's what Jesse Chapman get for talking about me, right, bud? <laughs> that is incredible. I mean, and honestly, I just remember John Lynch uh, and the way he played. He just played with so much energy, and now he's succeeding as a general manager. The 49ers got to the Super Bowl two years ago, but uh, Lorenzo, I remember watching you. I mean, when I was younger, and you, even if you had the ball in your hand you would always try and hit somebody. I mean, you, that's what you were looking for. You were looking to put somebody down. <laughs> yes. So that was yes. definitely awesome. But one of the guys that I want to talk to uh, or talk about next is a, is a former teammate of yours. Uh, Drew Brees retired uh, over the weekend, and he waited to retire on that day because that day, 15 years ago, he signed with the New Orleans Saints. We, everybody knows about Drew Brees, Super Bowl champion, him and Brady were competing literally this season for uh, for the record for all these records, touchdown, passing yards, everything. So it's incredible to see the kind of career he had. But for you, your former teammate, what does it mean to see uh, Drew Brees finally retire? And uh, can you just talk about his career and maybe what you remember the you'll remember the most about him uh, on the field? Yeah. Um... First of all, the league is not going to be the same. Uh, the, the National Football League lost a great man, a great person, a great leader, an ambassador of the league, and just a guy who had a heart for people. Here's a man that raised millions and millions of dollars when Hurricane Katrina came to New Orleans and uh, what he did for that city and the things that he stood for and the things that he continues to stand for. Him and his wife, Brittany, are, are, are great friends of mine and share a lot of times with Drew and I remember, you know, being with Drew uh, in, in, in New Orleans. Drew and I, man, we even did business deals together. I got him to buy some buy some apartments and stuff with me. And uh, <laughs> so we were in business together. So uh, I, I love Drew, love him as a person, um, as a player, man. He was just a, a tough guy that wasn't going to back down, that didn't know what quit is. I remember being in, in, uh, with him and they draft Phillip Rivers. And I remember, like yesterday, that um, we're playing against the Chicago Bears. And Drew's in a situation where we're struggling a little bit. We're down. And Marty tells him, hey, Drew, we're going to have to go with the young fellow. We're going to give you one more series. And, and I got the call from AJ. We're going to have to put the young fellow in. So this is, uh, this is, this is tough. And I remember, like yesterday, I remember – Marty talking to him and I kind of heard him and I saw Drew like, you know, warming up and I was over there and I catch the balls with him, you know, quarterback warms up in between series and, mm -hmm. you know, and someone catches and throws back. And I said, look, it's a quick little over your shoulder. I said, lead. I said, we believe in you lead, man. We went on to win that game. We ended up getting to the playoffs. He ended up dislocating the shoulder. Remember against Denver, Drew Brees, they were thinking about trading Phillip Rivers. So think about that. And I never thought, Fernando, that that was anything. I just thought that was just a moment. 
you know, we're just, you know, boom. You never know who's looking at you. You never know the impact that you're going to have on individual's life. You never know who's around. So understand that someone's always watching, whether it's, whether it's, you know, your kids, whether it's your loved ones, whether it's just people. And that moment, Fernando, I just, all I was doing was doing what I felt on my heart. I was doing because I loved him. I was doing it because I believed him. I was doing it because I wanted him to have the confidence that, hey, look, you can lead. We go on to get in the playoffs. We want to win that game. Years later, Drew B writes a book, and he talks about that moment. And I don't know if he had a chance to see it, but that was that moment where I was like, man. And he talks about that, and it's like, wow, I feel very, very privileged, very, very honored for a guy of Drew Brees' stature to know that you had a sphere of influence in his life, in his career, and it was a positive one. No, and, and it's incredible because you hear you you said it. I mean, what he did in New Orleans was incredible. Not on the field. I'm talking about in the community. Him and his wife, and and there was other people, obviously, but like sure. they had a huge hand in in rebuilding New Orleans. And I remember the first game that they played against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and I think it was Steve Gleason um, who who I think blocked uh, blocked the the punt and runs it back for the end zone. And I just remember the way uh, I just remember the way the stadium erupted and it just got crazy. And I mean, then finally winning a Super Bowl a couple of years later and just the impact that he meant. And I, I and I you know it's funny. I just saw a scene where didn't they win? Didn't they win the Super Bowl that year? No, remember no, no. It- that year, that year was uh, the Bron- the the that was your four, your guys's fourteen and two year. That was the year no, that the he- the Colts won it. No, I'm, I'm talking about when, when year did when year did with with the Saints win it? What two, no, 2009. Three, 2009. Yeah, Katrina was, was 2006. Katrina? 2005. So it was 2005, years. 2006. So like a, a couple of years later, um, a couple of years later is when it was so. It was so neat though, huh? Because it's like the city was behind it. They went on this run, and it was like we're doing this for our city. It was just a. God, it was, it was, that was that was so real to see the, them able to win that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then he tells his kids. I, I remember he wins it, and he turns to his kids. And I think they were like smaller, but he's like, "With hard work, anything can happen." And I think like, or, I mean, this was a video about this these last few years. Obviously, when the Super Bowl happened, his kids were a lot younger. But he's like, "Anything can happen with a lot with hard work." And even in times where, where obviously he was having success on the field and stuff he used it as a teachable moment for his kids and told them with hard work you can do anything which is incredible to see um so honestly i think drew just had a huge impact and i and i know charger fans still loved him even when uh he decided to go to new orleans and well the team decided to go well, with Philip rivers and he decided yeah, to, he didn't right Phillip, no yeah my bad that's what i meant my bad that's what i meant no 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 man <laughs> you're gonna bring you're gonna bring him on here and he really is gonna tell me fernando i decided to leave no sir you did not and you know what's funny is that i kind of i mean obviously like the um the chargers and the and the saints had a really good relationship these last few years anthony lynn and sean payton to where the saints would come out here and they would uh practice with the chargers at um over here in and in, in costa mesa and i would always ask drew a question and uh he told me one time your questions are just keep on getting tougher and tougher and i just started laughing because i mean I, I asked him about his relationship with philip at the beginning and all this stuff and and I mean, obviously, 
the only people that know are the people that were in the building and stuff but you could tell that they had so much respect and admiration for each other at that moment he's like i love uh because after practice him and philip would go and they'd practice and they'd uh have games throwing games and stuff like that so it, it was uh really fun to see that they were that they're good friends and that but everybody's um, not like that fernando that's no? everyone's not like that every quarterback's no. not like drew Brees. They understood that here's a young guy coming to take my spot, coming to take my job, take money out of my pocket. You know what? I'm not going to help him. I'm not going to help him. I'm not going to help him develop. Not Drew. Drew sat there and he would be so patient, so kind, still try to help people out because of the fact he knew it wasn't about him. He knew this too shall pass. And that's what a leader is. But a lot of guys would have been like, no, I ain't helping him. Drew was always, hey, man, this is what you look for. Drew was a great teacher for him and really helped him. And that's what Philip Rivers would appreciate. That's what a lot of guys don't have that. And, you know, hell, you know, Brett Favre, you know, one of the greatest of all time. He, this is a guy that, you know, didn't want to help Aaron Rodgers, didn't feel a certain yeah. way because of a, you know, and it's, it's okay, but it, it's just, it's, it goes to show you a lot of guys don't have that type of that character. And I, 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 you know, for whatever reason may be, maybe they just feel threatened or maybe they say it's not my job, you know, it's tough. But so uh, it's awesome what, what Drew Brees was able to do. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just everything he was able to accomplish and the players he was able to elevate and help and everything. And it's just, it's incredible to see and much respect to Drew. Hopefully uh, one day we can have him on to talk about uh, his career. Maybe maybe he has some funny Lorenzo Neal stories that uh, that we can get into. I mean, I'm sure he has a couple. <laughs> no question. He does. We got plenty of them. I'll let, I'll let him tell them because we, uh, we definitely – had some good times together, hanging out and just enjoying life, man. That's what it's about. So uh, it, it, my, my moments with Drew Brees on and off the field, playing in his golf tournaments, just being around him, his wife, Brittany, and just doing dinners, hanging out with him, hanging on the bus on the way home. And, you know, after a away game and you're frigging, you know, you're heading to the airport and, you know, sitting, sitting the bus, have a couple cold pops and sit there and just chop it up and just uh, enjoy life, man. So, uh, those are those moments, man, that I miss. Those are those moments that I know Drew will miss. It's like, but, you know, all good things must come to an end. And uh, Drew had a hell of a ride, a heck of a ride. He's going to be missed in the National Football League. But we're going to be able to see him every Sunday. You know, he's going to be working, in, you know, in the booth. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing his next transition off the field. How Lorenzo, for, for a former NFL, I mean, for a former NFL player, what is that transition like? to go from playing to now going into the now being, I mean, he's going to work for NBC now. And I think he's going to be in the booth for Notre Dame games. If I, if I'm correct. And for Sunday football games, he's going to be in studio. So just that transition, what is that like for a player to go from that? I mean, you, you've been playing football since you were probably five, six, seven years old, and now you're transitioning to a whole new thing, but you're talking about what you love to do. How difficult is that or, or easy? I mean, I don't know how it is for you guys. Well, I don't think uh, it's not that my uh, Marty Sean, I remember he used to say, hey, man, it's not the crash that kill you. It's a sudden stop. And, you know, when you're playing this game, you're a grown man, you know, and I, you, you play this game, like you said, since you're five, six, seven, eight years old. And think about it. Drew plays so he's 40 years old. So for 30 years, 30, 30 some years, think about it. 34 years. If you play when you start at six years old, you're, you've been playing a game for 30 years. And that's he's he's played football than the life that he's lived. I played dog 38, I'm 50 now, so I've been out of football now with 10 years or 12 years. But think about it if you think about that, look at it that way. But I played it for 30 something for 30 years. I played yeah. so 
you're it's something that's different. I mean, I still have dreams, believe it or not, Brendan, I still have dreams about playing. I'm still dreaming about, oh man, I miss work. I missed that workout. I'm telling you, I still have that. And God, and are thinking about a game or God getting traded to a team. It's crazy. Some nights or doing football season, those memories come up. So um, I, I think that it's for every person, even when they want to retire and they just, the, their body gives out, it's still different because you miss going in the locker room, getting up early, you know, having an access to a key card and, and let you in the gate. You walk in, buzz in, you got your own, it's, it's, it's your home. It's like, it's, it's a, it's your home. And then once you're there, you're not there. It's like, man, you, that access doesn't work anymore. You're different. But when you're there, it's like, you're in a fraternity, you're in a home, you're in a, 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 a brotherhood. And it's like, man, it's like, it's a feeling like no other. So it can be tough. It can be, it can be tough. But I tell you, I tell you what though, man, when, when you think about the tough, how, how tough it is and the family and how close a locker room is, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the tight security that you get with eBay. Boom! Wow. <laughs> that was actually, <laughs> that's, that was, that was awesome. I mean, I, that, that one, that would, that would definitely uh, ran mine over. Uh, so we want to uh, give uh, talk a brief moment about our new sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original shoe sneaker marketplace, eBay is a place to go to copy your favorite pair. So like I've said numerous times, I love Kobe's. And when I buy them, I want to know that the box has been verified, the logo, the stitching, and other uh, dozen other inspection points have been checked. eBay does that for you. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guaranteed tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has also eliminated all selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection speaking of unique selections that was a unique transition that you had there that was that was pretty good i hey, you I, have I, I to admit fernando that has to be the best now, one was that the best one? that's the <laughs> best one that man i and honestly lorenzo when you when you start speaking and, and you start telling us stories i'm listening and i feel like i'm at like story time when i was a little like i'm listening and i'm deep in it and then you start talking and i'm like Oh, I know what he's doing. I'm like, dang. <laughs> so you got me on that one. But oh, man, that felt good. That was transition. But now it is, you know, that it just, you know, that locker room, it's yeah, it's it's comparable to an eBay, man. Just you know, you're getting you you know it's NFL players. Yeah, you know what you're getting. It's it's authentic, it's real, everyone can't get it. And that's what makes eBay so unique, man. You know that it's going to make sure that it's certified. It's a, it's a, it's for real, it's not a fake. That's why the lettering, the stitching, all those things, they want to make sure the quality is right behind it. Boom, waves in your face. Shout out eBay. I love it. <laughs> but you know what, Lorenzo, going back to uh, to Drew Brees real fast, I just remember I used to show up to the practices here and because having a team come out and getting to see them practice and everything, you don't get that. So when the Chargers would uh, have a joint practice training camp practice with the Saints, I used to show up a little bit earlier. Why? Because number nine was always there early. Number nine would stretch out and stretch and stretch. And I'd be watching him. And one time I remember I clocked him about an hour and 15 minutes of stretching before practice. And I'm watching him and I'm like, wow. And like they then then the team goes through their whole stretching. And then they go into individuals. And Drew Brees is still stretching. And it's it it says more. I mean, people can say, oh, his age, obviously, this, that. No. 
to me that's his preparation drew Brees prepares like I, I he must be i and you know this more than i do but he must be one of those guys that eat sleeps and uh and drinks football <laughs> like he loves that stuff and his preparation is bar to none like i have never seen somebody like that just go through a whole transitional period just to practice because he he's you when you get to a certain age and you know and you know hey look i have to do certain things in order to make sure that i go out there and keep my body and that's why he don't get injured and you see young guys get injured and he's still not why because of those things stretching because you know what a lot of guys think oh i can go do it they just get out there and start playing Drew understood the fundamentals, and that's it. And he always took care of that, and that's why he was able to play so long. You look at Tom Brady. You look at a lot of guys that played long career. Me, Plotties, you know, Bikram Yoga, all those things. Even though I was a physical player, I did a lot of things Breaking to make sure news. that my body. The Chargers last. are expected to sign All Pro Center Corey Lindsey. Oh wow! So the Chargers are adding to their offense. They're not asleep. They're not asleep, people. I mean, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I the love Chargers it. Aren't asleep. I love it. Corey Lindsay, that'd be it, uh, from the uh, he was from playing the Packers. Packers, Green yeah, Bay. he was the so number one rated center last yes. year uh, in all of football. That's big news, man. If they can get Corey Lindsay, so they expected to sign him, or they yep, it, 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 talks are heating up. That's big, and that's what I was going to talk to you about. I know we were switching gears and talking about yeah. just what we talked about Kansas City, and I was like, man, okay, Kansas City, they just paid their quarterback, and they wanted to make sure that they wanted to make sure that you know. They didn't make sure that he was he was going to be, you know, in a position that he's going to help them. And so they they paid him. But look what they did around him. They said, let me go get a let me go get an all pro guard. Let's go get some from New England Patriots. Let's get a someone that's going to give us an opportunity to protect our high paid quarterback. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that was great. And then I'm like, man, what are the Chargers? And that's why I came on wondering what the Chargers are going to do. And you do need a center. And that's what I was telling you last week when we talked about it. I said, when you build from middle out, because you want that center, because your quarterback and your center has to be on the same page. Your yeah. quarterback has to depend on that center, that that center is going to make those calls. You got to make calls and points. Where the linemen, where the pressure is coming from. A center is so important, just like a safety who checks the defenses in the place. The center checks guys in the place. The quarterback gets the right guys in the place. So those positions are so important, uh, you know, for your football teams. Yeah, no, and Lorenzo, you saw it. I mean, with Nick Hardwick and and um, and Philip Rivers, Nick Hardwick and Drew Brees. I mean, the you could tell. And I mean, and this is no knock on anybody after uh, after. Nick Hardwick retired, but you could tell it just wasn't there for the center and quarterback position when uh, Nick Hardwick retired. Then they, the Chargers get Mike Pouncey, and it seems like it's back there again, the connection between an all-pro center and a quarterback. And then uh, he goes down, and you could tell the production fell off a little bit. So I, I understand what you mean. I mean, the center to me is the second most important position on uh, the uh, on the offense, I think the first is obviously your quarterback, but you need a leader at that center position, and the Chargers just got one. They got their center, and hopefully this guy could be, um, and hopefully this guy can continue being an All Pro here with the with the Chargers. So now you got two former Packers on the offensive line, and Brian Bulaga at right tackle, and you have Corey Lindsey at center. So now the Chargers just need to keep on building. You need to keep on getting that offensive line back up because you're on your rookie deal with your quarterback. Justin Herbert is on a rookie deal. 
you have to strike while the iron's hot and right now you have the you have about 40 million in cap to play around with so i mean that's what i was gonna and you know it's funny lorenzo i was gonna ask you can you can you can you talk a little bit i mean just before we close this shop or whatever but can you talk about what it's like as a player these coming days free agency i mean you're you're a player on the let's say let's go back to when you were a player on the chargers you know lorenzo neal 41 he's staying here chargers love him he's gonna be blocking opening up holes for lt but when you would hear news about a certain guy getting signed or or stuff like that to come to the chargers what was that like for you i mean would you get excited would you get fired up about some of the guys some of the moves that they would they would make absolutely man you you absolutely do fernando you look at your team and you look at your roster and you think okay where do we, how do we get better? How do we get to a place that we think we're going to compete and compete well? And that was one of those years went out. And I think, he, I, don't, I think you remember this guy. He was just a solid player. And I remember they said, Hey, Lo, what do you think about this guy? I said, he's just a solid player. He's going to be there for you. He's going to play hard for you. And that's Mike golf. Remember Mike golf was another guard that we got in, came in from Cincinnati. He and I played in Cincinnati together. He was just a good player, solid guy. You knew you were going to get what you were going to get out of. And that's very important. And I think when you think about what the Chargers are doing and what the Chargers did, you know, they said, we got to continue to protect our quarterback and we got to make sure take, make it easier on him. How do you make it easier on your young quarterback? Now if that young quarterback doesn't have to get up there and say, okay, this one's the mic. Okay. Whole league, whole league and whole Lenny squeeze. This is what we're doing. Now, if you have a center, that center now can communicate with the offensive lineman and make sure the quarterback's protected. So once that quarterback protects and say 52 is the mic, now he can start making the slide calls. Where is he pulling? What are they doing in order to have success? Success. So it is so imperative as a team, as it builds, especially like you said, when a rookie quarterback's on his rookie deal, that you build those trenches. You built in that line. And that's what we did when we had the, the, the pieces in place. We went out and got it brought in a Keenan. McCardle, we went in and brought a Randall Goffrey and, you know, bringing solid guys that we were ready to make that run, you know, and still continue to build in the draft with the Sean Merrims, you know, Sean Phillips. Those were things that the Chargers did. The players were there. We let we let ourselves down. We know we're a good enough team that we should have won a Super Bowl out of that with that group. Uh, unfortunately, it was just on us. And uh, I, I, again, Lorenzo, I apologize, but it was uh, Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. I want to give him credit. He's the one that reported it. And by the way, they just made Lindsey the highest paid center in the NFL. So there you go. They're rewarding the center, uh, Lindsey, for the great job that he did with, um, with, the, with the Packers. And now he's coming to the Chargers. Can you imagine going from Aaron Rodgers to, to Justin Herbert? I mean, that must be that must be something for him. I mean, going from, from one – I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and um oh and here you go derwin james big w he's excited derwin james just tweeted out big w for them getting uh big win yeah Corey big Lindsay. Win. so they're that excited a big, that's a that's a big win and, and and honestly here i'm gonna tell you how excited it is and here's one thing that we got to say fernando i know we're, the fans were kind of kind of disappointed waiting for the chargers to make a splash and make a move and look at how calculated the move was and I know we said, man, we need this, need that, need to get all these other players. But here's what you can say, looking at this. What does this tell you about the team and organization? It tells me, I'll tell you what it tells me, Fernando, that they care about that quarterback. It goes to tell me that they said, you know what? We're invested in him. And what are we, how are we going to do it the best? We're going to make sure that center and quarterback exchange is going to be perfect. We're going to make sure that we can get the best 
guy available. They went and got the best center available in the National Football League for him. That says volume for this organization. No, and general manager Tom Telesco is very quiet when it comes to his moves. I remember in January when Anthony Lynn was fired, he told us, center, we have to – we have to protect our rookie quarterback and, and offensive line's a huge need. But then we talked to him two weeks ago and he's very quiet and he's like, yeah, offensive line is, is a, it, we do need to address it, but we also have other holes. And that's just Tom being, that's Tom being Tom basically. And, and kind of trying to keep everything uh, under, under wraps to kind of not giving it, not give anything away. So I bet you Tom cleans up in Vegas when he goes out there. Cause he, he has <laughs> such a good poker face that he must be, uh, he, he likes to hold his, uh, his cards close to the chest. So definitely, um, definitely a, a big move for the chargers moving forward. Well, well speaking of Vegas, uh, there's another kid and there's a guy in Vegas. You talking about Tom holding his cards close to his chest. You know, the, there's a guard with the, with the, with the, with the Raiders that are going to be a free agent. Is there Reed any, Jackson. any, is Gabe any news on that? Is your the Chargers in that mix too, or no? I they we haven't seen anything, and that's the thing that I tell you is that the Chargers are very quiet when it comes to this. I mean, I, I saw a report a little while ago that said that the Chargers, the 49ers, and the Cardinals were in on Lindsay, and um, and I thought I wonder, I, and I and I thought to myself, the Chargers are trying and go all in to get Lindsay, and they finally were able to get him. But I think Gabe Jackson would be a good addition to this offensive line. I feel like. I don't think the Chargers are going to find their left tackle unless it's Trent Williams, but I think Trent Williams from the 49ers is going to want way too much money, and he's 32 years old. So I think the Chargers are going to try and fill out their center and their guards in free agency and then go out and maybe draft their potential left tackle because these guys can uh, these guys could fix their left tackle their left tackle position, and they really could – they could really solidify their offensive line the way you guys did back in 06. I mean, or in those early eight, eight stages where you guys drafted Marcus McNeil, you guys had uh, Mike Goff, you guys had Chris Dillman, Chris Dillman, Chris, Chris Oh yeah. Chris Dillman. Dillman. You guys had Nick Hardwick and then you guys, and he was on Chris Dillman was undrafted. I believe. Right. right. And then undrafted. Yes. At right tackle i want to say shane olivier but had shane for a year or two and then shane you know shane was shane we thought he was going to be the guy and uh man just unfortunately up, you know something who ended you know, up being the right tackle then we didn't bring in roman remember roman oban oban roman oban yes 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 uh, speaking of which i mean Ro roman awesome guy he tweeted at me the other day and thanked me for i wrote a story when marty schottenheimer passed r.i.p to schottenheimer and and uh prayers up for his family I remember he thanked me because I wrote a piece about what Marty meant to the players. And I kind of put uh, guys tweets like former players tweets and stuff like that. And I put it together and, and he was like, thank you so much for tweeting the, or for writing this story. This means a lot to see uh, all of the former Charger players and uh, show respects up for Marty. So he's a great guy. I, I just I just remember that whole that offensive line was so stacked. The, yeah, and the, 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 the those Charger was. years. Yeah, it was. And, and, and here's the thing, too. And, and I think you brought up a good point. I wanted to mention it to you while we were, we're, we're talking about you're talking about building up front and then saying talk about, you know, maybe get a tackle in, in, the, in the draft. And maybe the tackle's not as strong, but he's athletic. So maybe he'll give up some ground. So here's the thing. In, in, in football, I think you know this, Fernando, but a lot of people don't understand when quarterbacks drop him back, he drops back. And what does a quarterback like to do? What is Tom Brady? What is Drew Brees? What do they do once they get to that seven step or eight step? Then what do they want to do? They want to climb in the pocket. And if you have a if you have a center 
and two guards that are physical and tough and they hold their ground right there, mm-hmm. your tackle doesn't have to necessarily be a stout because now the quarterback can climb up in the pocket and those defensive ends isn't as much as factor. So that's it really important if you build in the middle. 100%. Uh, now we have Mike Garofolo. Chargers are signing Corey Lindsay to a five-year, $62 million contract. He is the new highest paid center in the league and will get $26 million over the first two years. You think he'll Boy. invite us to dinner? Man, I need to we man, we're in the wrong profession for them. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I think maybe we are we gotta blow this show up, but we can start making 26, 25 million a year. That wouldn't be bad for us, right? Yep. And honestly, we should uh we should try and get some of these guys to invite us to dinner. Maybe or we, we need to make new friends, Lorenzo. We, yeah, need, exactly. we need to come out here and make new friends. <laughs> we better. I, I'm looking forward to camp. I'm looking forward to getting yeah. there and meeting Corey Lindsay and talking to these guys and you and I sitting down and being able to have that conversation, those candid conversations, you and I to be able to talk to him about, hey, look, hey, what's important about a center? What makes you go? What are you looking for? What's the first step that you're looking at? You listen to the quarterback first. When he makes the point, then what do you want to do? What's important? How do you keep everyone on the same page? There's a lot of questions that we would like to ask. And maybe we should reach out to the Chargers and see yeah. when we welcome him on this, you know, to our podcast, because uh, uh, we could really have a great time. And the listeners, I know they would love that. No, and, and to get – you know what I love, Lorenzo's when a, a former player asks a current player questions, because us as the media, I mean, we can ask them all we want, but when you guys are the ones asking the questions, it it, it feels like they get a twinkle in their eye and they get excited when you guys ask them questions because you know exactly what you're going to ask them and you kind of break it down in a way where the player gets excited and you guys can get something different out of former or current players. So it's it's a lot of fun uh, watching that kind of stuff and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very intrigued. When we have other guys on and and former players, current players, whatever, I'm going to be excited to see the way uh, they interact with you. Because, like I said, you have a great personality, and I, I and I know they're going to love talking to you. And and I mean, who doesn't know who number 41 is on the field and number one in your heart? Oh, Everybody man, knows who that that guy is. Right now. You got me weak right now, Fernando. <laughs> you had me at hello. My goodness, stop it, baby, stop it, stop it, stop it. No, I'm, I, I definitely am excited. I'm just glad to see that the Chargers are making moves. I know we're going to have many, many more shows and get into more. Hopefully, in the next the next episode, some more moves have been made. And I know you and I said, hey, if something happens right away, we'll uh, jump on and do an extra podcast and get something going. So I still want to hold hold everyone to that. That's what we will do. But uh, man, it's always great. It's always awesome. And the energy, brother, is legendary. When I'm telling you, I'm enjoying this. I'm Me enjoying too. this ride with you. I can't wait to get down to San Diego and get crazy, crazy, crazy go. with you and the family. Me and Fernando's going big. We're going big <laughs> or go home. I love it. I love it. Well, Charger fans, thank you. And fans and NFL fans in general, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, listening to us. Lorenzo, you got any final thoughts? You know, final thought is, you know what? Shoot for the sun if you miss. You Shoot for the moon if you miss. You might land on the moon. That's what my dad told me. He said, son, shoot for the aim for the sun. If you miss, you might land on the moon. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And again, Charger fans, be patient. Uh, it, it it's it's about the journey and and trying to see what happens with this free agency don't try and don't try and uh collect all your eggs uh at the beginning i guess is the best way i can put this like oh. <laughs> relax and 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 take a deep breath well, yeah we'll use aaron Rodgers' line relax. relax and it's it's gonna happen trust trust the process i know fernando i i know i come on and i was always excited about hey what are the chargers doing i'm on you and you're like hey look they're gonna they're gonna make this thing happen and they're starting to make their moves. They can't just rush. It's got to be collective. They got to understand that's a salary cap they're dealing with. 
they're going to do the best thing they can, and they're going to build, protect the quarterback. That's what you want to do. Get people that can play for the quarterback, that the quarterback can, can throw the ball to and be successful. So those things you're starting to do right now, you're, you're building that offensive line to protect him because if you don't have protection, you can't throw it. And you already got some receivers, making sure we get a tight end and can keep building on the trenches and then get to the defensive side of the ball. I think that's going to be the steps. 100% Lorenzo. And uh, there's nobody happier today than Justin Herbert. I know, I know uh, Lindsay just became the highest uh, paid center, but nobody is happier today than Justin Herbert. So thank you guys. We appreciate you guys uh, for showing us some love and, and checking it out. And we'll be back later this week. Sounds good. Peace. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.